Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. Hey, Ryan's out tonight. Uh, he will be back here in the big chair uh, either Sunday or Monday, so make sure you tune back in. And uh, and you can always listen to us now on FM as well. So that's a that's a fantastic addition to the Camo X and Odyssey family. Uh, before the break, we were talking about... Uh, criminal trial issues, and we had a great caller talking about how the, the the criminal justice system works, but there are also instances where it doesn't work. And uh, and he told a great story, and I'm certain that there are there are lots of examples of that because you know any system that we have will by definition involve people, and people make mistakes. Uh, I'm certainly not perfect, and I don't know of anyone uh, currently alive that is or was perfect. So, uh, so uh, I understand that, but it certainly is better than any system that I've seen in the world. And we've seen that played out this week on a national scale in Minnesota. Now, I've got some issues on appeal. I've got some appellate issues in my mind with regard to the Derek Chauvin case. And by the way, if you want to give us a call, 314 314- Four three six seventy nine hundred. Call or text. Love to hear from you. Uh, speaking of text, I do need to mention that I just mentioned that my daughter is living in Minneapolis, and uh, somebody texted in that uh, she should try the Red's Savoy Pizza in Minneapolis. So during the top of the hour break, I texted my daughter and I said, "Hey, the X listener recommends Red's." Savoy Pizza. Check it out. So thanks for that. Yeah, we even get rest restaurant tips in Minneapolis. This is the best educated audience in America. So if you want to give us a call or text uh, some more information, feel free, 314-436-7900. You know, I identified three, I think, procedural errors with the Derek Chauvin case. And keep in mind, when a case goes up on appeal, the, the appellate judges aren't there to decide on appeal whether someone is guilty or innocent. That is not the job of an appellate court. That's the job of a jury. 
And the jury has spoken here. You can disagree with it, but they've spoken. And so what the appellate court, and I can promise you that there will be an appeal, the appellate court has to make sure that the defendant gets a fair trial. And I think overall, that's the biggest thing that I see missing from the Derek Chauvin case was it was all about George Floyd. It was all about a referendum on the police system and how the perception, although the numbers don't back this up, the perception is is that black men in America are shot more often than anyone else by police. Now, the numbers don't back that up. And as the show unfolds this evening, I'm going to go through some of those numbers. But the point on appeal isn't to decide whether Derek Chauvin is guilty or innocent. That has been decided. The question on appeal is whether he got a fair trial. And that's what the justices or the judges in the Minnesota Court of Appeals will be deciding when this case gets appealed. And I identified, as I said, three issues. The first issue is that the judge in the Derek Chauvin case refused the defense motion for a change of venue. You know what that is. You've watched enough CSI or Law and Order. You know what that means. That means that that the the area in Minneapolis was so emotionally involved with this case that the Derek Chauvin couldn't get a fair trial of his peers in Minneapolis because they were emotionally too emotionally involved in this case. And certainly that's that is the case. I don't know that there's any dispute in that. So the judge was asked to move this case to another part of Minnesota, and the judge refused. So at that point, that is an error that can be appealed to the Court of Appeals, and I promise you that it will. The second element of error that I found in the Derek Chauvin case was, again, the judge's refusal to sequester the jury. You see, a judge has the option when there's a situation where there's a lot of of pre-trial publicity. And folks, there was never, there's never been a case with this much pre-trial publicity. And so the judge has the option. He can either move it, move the case to a different part of Minnesota, or if he's going to keep it in Minneapolis, he would have the option to sequester the jury. You stick them, you stick them in a, a Drury Inn in downtown Minneapolis, and you give them uh, free Netflix, and you say, don't watch TV, and I take away your cell phones, and uh, you're going to be here until the case is over. But he didn't do that either. And so all of those jury members had access to all of the news, all of the coverage. I mean, there was even skits on Saturday Night Live dealing with this. So even though the judge warned the jury members, don't watch the news, they could have been influenced by social media. They certainly were probably influenced by social media. It could have been influenced by Saturday Night Live, for goodness sakes. And so in this case, the judge, I think, made an error. If he's going to keep the case in Minneapolis, he should have sequestered the jury. He didn't do that. And the third issue is a common issue on appeal. I'm not going to dive into this, but I've read all 14 pages of the jury instructions that the judge gave the jury. And there were some issues with how the judge allowed the prosecution to tell the jury what they had to believe in order to convict. And it didn't match up precisely with Minnesota state law. And that will also be an issue on appeal. So those are the three elements on appeal that I anticipate 
that uh, Derek Chauvin's defense team, which I think is just one person and a paralegal, but uh, what they will be asserting when the case gets filed on appeal, because I promise you there will be an appeal. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got a couple of news stories of the day. And around 925 or probably closer to 930 in the second segment, we're going to talk to a cardiologist about this issue. Have you ever Googled your symptoms? Have you ever Googled problems that you're having just to see what you can come up with in terms of a diagnosis? Well, how accurate is what's called Dr. Google. We're going to talk to a cardiologist on that very issue and also to find out if you do go and Google your symptoms, how can you or what can you do to get the best outcome before you go see your doctor? Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Stick around. Trusted information live and local from the award-winning KMOX newsroom. Welcome back to Overnight America. Yes, Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. And we've been talking about some of the, the Derek Chauvin case and uh, and criminal laws and how the system works and protecting civilization, our breakaway from England, escaping tyranny, great, big, huge ideas. And then later on, we'll probably talk about whether New York should be continuing to prosecute uh, sex workers. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to go from these great big issues to to, to that. But uh, but while we're still talking about Chauvin, you know the 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 President Biden made an announcement, and of course he did uh, came out and and spoke out in favor of of the uh, the guilty verdict in the Chauvin case, as you would expect him to do. But one thing that he didn't mention, and this is one thing that that I was hoping that he would hoping but knew in advance that he would never reference this. But he talked about uh, how we're going to hopefully fix the system that's that has inequities uh, towards certain segments of our civilization and our population. But one thing that he just completely forgot about was referencing the rioting, the looting, the arson, and yes, even the murders that took place during the so-called peaceful protests after George Floyd was killed. You know, that really rung home right here in the St. Louis area when when Captain Dorn was killed. Captain St. Louis police captain retired. He was helping out a friend to protect his store during the riots, and he was killed because of it. So Captain Dorn here in St. Louis, he died because of the so-called peaceful protests. But where's his justice? Where's the outrage for his murder? We're not seeing that. We're not seeing the same level of outrage, where he was a man who was giving of himself to help someone else. He was killed because of his sacrifice, and he wasn't mentioned at all by the national media since shortly after his death. To me, that was disappointing. And yes, I didn't expect President Biden to, to mention it. But, but he, he, is a, he is a man, he is an African-American man who gave his life helping others. But because of the riots, he died. He had no recognition of any kind. Also, there was estimates that came out uh, two weeks ago 
that the so-called peaceful protests over the past 12 months since George Floyd was killed in, uh, I believe it was May of last year, that the so-called peaceful protests resulted in $1 billion worth of damage. Now, that's just the, the actual property damage of $1 billion. And that doesn't even take into consideration, think about the, the overtime for the first responders, the overtime for the police officers, the firefighters. You know, right here in St. Louis, there was a 7-Eleven that was burned to the ground. There were two or three other buildings that were torched and were on fire and had to be put out. Lives were at risk and were threatened. And, uh, and so now when you add up all of those costs, the property damage, the overtime, the first responders to pay for them to be on duty sometimes for 24 hours at a time, the costs surpassed, far surpassed the costs of the infamous Rodney King riots in Los Angeles in 1982. That was previously the most expensive riot in history, but now it's been passed by the George Floyd riots. No mention of any of that by President Biden. And again, I'm not surprised, but I was hopeful. Because if you just listen to President Biden's speech after the verdict came out, it was predominantly one-sided towards the George Floyd family. It didn't mention the people who lost their jobs because buildings were burned. People who lost their livelihoods. You know, the guy that, that owned and operated that 7-Eleven right here in St. Louis, he's not rebuilding. He lost his business. You say, well, it's just money. But it's not just money. It's a livelihood. It's his way of life. It's gone. And no one really even cares about him. No one has even voiced any degree of support nationwide for Captain Dorn, who died. You know, the Fox Theater right here in St. Louis posted something on their marquee on the day that Captain Dorn's burial took place. And they were praising him for his service. And you know what happened? The Fox Theater was castigated on social media. They were just uh, lampooned even on social media because they stood up for a police officer who died helping someone else. And to me, that's just outrageous because you can have whatever opinion you have of Derek Chauvin. But George, the reality is that George Floyd was in the middle of committing a crime. He was using illegal drugs and he was trying to escape responsibility for his actions at the time he was killed. That doesn't mean his death is, is okay or even justifiable because it isn't. But George Floyd didn't die helping others. Captain Dorn did. And that, to me, is the difference. And yet, on a nationwide scale, George Floyd is hailed as a, as a, as a messianic-like figure who, whose death is being trumpeted and heralded as a turning point in our country. But the fact is, that wasn't his intent. His intent was to try to escape from the police. It doesn't justify the murder. It doesn't justify his death. But it does and should affect how we remember him and how, unfortunately, America has not remembered Captain Dorn. Hey, we're going to take a break, and when we come back from this break, we're going to talk to a cardiologist because I know you've Googled symptoms that you've had in the past. I know it. 
especially like me, my, my wife says if I have a cold, that it's fatal every time because it's a man cold. We know what man colds are. And so we Google those things. And uh, and so if we come up with some wacky diagnosis, is it accurate? Is it not? We're going to talk to a cardiologist to break it down exactly what it means if you go to Dr. Google. Brad Young sitting in tonight for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Don't go away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Get ready for the cards in Cincinnati Reds Friday night. Ammon pregame show 620. First pitch 715. Here and here on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Dang OX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Hey, have you ever had medical symptoms and Googled your symptoms to see what you might have? Of course you have. We've all done that. But that begs the question, is that is that really an effective way to see if you have a serious medical condition? Or is it just a way to give you anxiety thinking that you've got some you know weird disease that's only found in the Amazonian jungles? Uh, so to get to the bottom, to get to the bottom of this conundrum, I reached out to noted cardiologist, Dr. Fami Farah, who is a highly trained and accomplished cardiologist. She practices uh, cardiology in Fort Worth, Texas. She's the founder and CEO and medical director of Bentley Heart Medical Group and is an adjunct assistant professor of medicine at the University of Oklahoma Health Science Center. Dr. Uh, Dr. Farah, welcome to CAMOX. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Hey, I, I know you were even treating a patient here uh, within the last hour, so thanks for making time for us this evening. 
Hey, no problem. Thanks for understanding. Yes, I had, one of my patients had an emergency week, so. <laughs> Not a problem. For, Not a problem. accommodating that. It's, it's our pleasure. So, so people who Google their symptoms, in your experience, is this a common thing that people do? Very common, actually, and nowadays even more so with, you know, all the smartphones. It's just Google is available. So, um, yes, I would have to say more or less um, almost every single one of my patients hmm. tell me that they Google their symptoms. Well, you know, the the conventional wisdom, as I've read about this over the years, the, the conventional wisdom had always been that if a layperson Googles their symptoms, they're assured of only two things, a misdiagnosis and self-inflicted anxiety, thinking that they have some weird disease like uh, chronic focal encephalitis or something. So, but, but the, I, I, I don't know if that's even a disease. I made that up. But, but the Journal of American Medical Association just published a study indicating that uh, good old Dr. Google may be more accurate than we previously were led to believe. Uh, uh, what were the results of that study? Yeah, um, that study did show it, you know, exactly what you said. Um, it came about because everybody's noticing that more and more people are going on Google. And so I, I think this was a helpful study to basically try to see different uh, disease processes. They, it, it's basically a small group study, um, a group of patients they studied and they tried to see how accurate they were in their diagnosis. And so, you know, I I honestly have mixed feelings about this study. Um, You know, for one, how, um, whether this is going to make changes, whether it should change anybody's guidelines, absolutely not. Um, And this um, study, you know, anytime we look at a study, one of the things we have to look at is the power of the study and how Mm -hmm. powerful is the study. And that, of course, um, it has to involve many, many patients. It has to involve multi-center. It has to involve, like, you know, uh, a lot of different things. And in cardiology, for instance, the studies that really make an impact are what's called prospective, like, you know, double-blinded studies. And um, this is certainly not one of those types of studies. That's not to downgrade what the results they've found. It's interesting. It certainly is interesting because this is something we're dealing with on a daily basis almost on every patient. Um, You know, they're Googling themselves. Personally, me as a professional and as a cardiologist, uh, my take on it is that Google, Googling, we all do that. You know, there's nothing wrong with Googling. Uh, In fact, um, you know, uh, if somebody's having symptoms, it's always uh, okay to Google and get a broad picture of what it could be. But I agree with you, what you said at the beginning, that that anxiety part, um, it does cause anxiety. I, I actually get a lot of patients who come to see me simply from the anxiety, from Googling something that they saw. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, when you Google something, it just gives you like, like a hundred different things uh, that it could be. And it could be, some of it could be accurate. Some of it could be really inaccurate. So the source really matters. So I wouldn't say necessarily that everything that you find on Google when you when you type in a symptom is accurate. And I wouldn't say that everything is inaccurate. The bottom line is that if you're having symptoms, you need to see a medical professional. You need to see a doctor and let the professional guide you in, in your symptoms. That, that, that's my take. Absolutely. And we're talking to noted cardiologist, Dr. Fami Farah in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. So from your perspective as a practitioner, when you see your patients, undoubtedly they have Googled some of their symptoms. Do you find it to be, in your own personal experience, 
a benefit that they're better educated, or do you find it detrimental that they may have latched on to some disease or condition that they, from your perspective, obviously don't have? I've actually experienced both sides of the spectrum with this. Um, There are some patients who will go to Google and they'll read up on some of their symptoms and when they come and I explain to them and I, you know, we do some diagnostic testing, they sometimes have a better understanding. They, They seem to grasp it better. But on the other side, I do get patients who will Google something and they'll get inaccurate information and then they will come and when you tell them your medical expertise and opinion, they will be at a conflict because they read something on their own and what you're telling them is clearly different. Mm -hmm. And those are the patients who I find that they put themselves um, in, in a disadvantage, at a disadvantage for their own health because they sometimes want to go along with what they read on the internet as opposed to what a medical professional is uh, guiding them or, you know, advising them to do. So I lose patients. Uh, it does become very difficult to deal with that kind of a situation because it, it kind of, in a way, takes away that trust from the medical professional. It's not everybody. It's very rare. Uh, very few patients will, will, will have that kind of an experience with, uh, you know, at a medical office. But for those patients, it, it does make it very difficult yeah. because they, they're often led in a wrong direction, um, so to speak. Sure, I, and, I, I can see that. Now, I, I'm an attorney by day, and, and I Google medical terms and conditions literally every day as I read and, and analyze medical records. And, and as I'm preparing to depose doctors, I, I read online all the time. So I've kind of learned... Uh, what amounts to a good source for medical information online and and how to spot questionable sources. And you mentioned a few moments ago the importance of finding good sources. So, Dr. Farah, what advice would you give to lay people just on how to distinguish between a credible source and a questionable source when it comes to medical information online? Yes. So some of the credible sources would be, you know, um, American Heart Association, uh, for heart, um, like, you know, heart.org. Um, and then some of the other institutions, the really well-known institutions have a lot of medical information for the general public, such as the, um, the Cleveland Clinic, Mayo Clinic, Harvard. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all of them actually have um, on their website a public education page. And uh, also on social media, they all have social media uh, like Twitter and Instagram with good information for the, for the public. Uh, I think those would be more trustworthy. Um, I, you know, what I wouldn't do is just Google something and not look at the source because anybody can write anything online, sure. you know. And, and, and people do. Um, yes, and, and I get that often, actually, where people will just read something online. They don't even know what the source is. It's completely wrong information a lot of times. And they'll come, and when you're telling them otherwise, they're at a conflict um, because they don't know who to trust. Um, the advice is always to trust your medical professional who's, you know, gone through the training and, mm-hmm. of course, at a much better place to guide you and advise you as opposed to Internet. On the other side, you know, even when you are going to credible sources like the ones I mentioned, even then, it's always better to Use that as an educational source, but not try to treat yourself. Uh, If you're having symptoms, the biggest message I can give to the listeners is that you should seek a medical professional's advice. Hmm. 
So after folks then are are Googling online, they're they're following your advice, they're looking at at uh, at noted educational uh, health websites or looking at uh, uh, known facilities like the Mayo Clinic or Harvard or the Journal of American Medical Association, those types of sites. After they get that information, your advice then is to use that for educational purposes and then go talk to the physician that you know and trust to see exactly what you should do at that point. Is that what I'm hearing? That's exactly right, yes. Very good. We're talking to noted cardiologist Dr. Fami Farah in Fort Worth, Texas, and one of my one of my favorite authors is Dr. Robin Cook, and he he writes medical thrillers, and they're always very exciting, and they're very medically detailed oriented. But he wrote a book a few years ago about a cell phone app that was designed to to diagnose and to treat diseases, and of course, it's a thriller, so things went haywire. But I guess my question from your perspective is, do you foresee a day where it could be a reality that that we could use an app or a website to accurately diagnose and even treat conditions? Do you see that day coming sometime soon? I I sure hope it does. Uh, You know, if if technology can provide that, that would be wonderful. But I think it would be difficult uh, to just diagnose and treat based on something the Internet will tell you. Uh, just because, you know, disease processes can be so complicated and uh, it really does require, it, it's not a cookie cutter thing. It's not a recipe book medicine, you know. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of repetition, sure, but it, it really it really does require individual attention. There's so many things that you need to consider, not just the symptoms, but the risk factors. Like, you know, the, when it comes to diagnostics, like there's so many things you can choose from. What is the best one uh, for that individual? It can differ from person to person. What is the best treatment? There's like 10 different treatments mm-hmm. for the same disease. How do you choose the best one for, for that individual? And that's when the expert opinion really matters. Um, so I, to answer your question, I don't know if, if, if that's ever going to be possible where we can just Google or get on the Internet diagnose ourselves and treat ourselves. I think that would be very difficult. Yeah, because something as benign as whether a, a, a patient uh, is taking supplements or vitamins or or over-the-counter medication, that could drastically impact the choices of treatment options for a patient. Uh, and there's no way that, that Dr. Google would know all of the supplements or OTC medications that a patient might be taking. Exactly. That's, a, that's an excellent point you made. Um, Dr. Google is not going to know exactly what your risk factors are. They're not going to know what are all the medications you're, not, you're on, the interaction, um, none of it. And then uh, on that same point, similarly, like, you know, say you Google headache. That headache could be migraine, something as simple as that, or tension headache. But the spectrum is so wide, headache could also be because you're having a stroke. Or it could also be because you have a tumor in there, you know. So that's what I mean. Like, it's just the spectrum is so wide and broad and the disease process in the human body is so complex. You know, to go through medical school, just to give you an idea what it takes for someone like me, a cardiologist, it takes 14 years of training before I can give my, uh, my expert advice as a cardiologist. There's a reason behind it, you know, because it really takes that much dedication and time to learn the complex process, that, mm-hmm. uh, the disease processes that's involved. So to say that we can simplify all of that and just Google something and treat ourselves, 
I, I don't think that's safe. We're talking to noted cardiologist Dr. Fami Farah, and if folks want more information on you, your cardiology practice, and how you treat patients, how, how can they find information about your medical practice? Um, uh, they can go to my website. It's bentleyheart.com. They can also find me on social media. My Twitter handle is Fami J. Farah. Same thing with Instagram handle. Fantastic. Dr. Fami Farah, thanks so much. I know you had a busy evening treating patients, and thanks for making time for us here on KMOX. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Hey, and uh, uh, that was great. I'm glad she had time to uh, to to fit us in uh, in between seeing actual patients. I think she left a patient's uh, side and then came to call in to talk to us this evening. So I really appreciate her making time for us. Hey, this is Overnight America. We'll be back right after this. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com on the Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Even right now during that break, I was Googling symptoms. Uh, when, when I've done, I do this all the time. I do it all day. I mean, seriously, I, all day I'm Googling symptoms. Not my own, though. I'm Googling uh, you know, how the knee works. I'm Googling for I depose a knee surgeon, those kinds of things. So this is something that I do all the time, and that's why I was excited to talk to, uh, to Dr. Farah because uh, I, I use that. I rely on that information, but... You know, it's it's when I'm doing it, it's not for me. So there's no emotional involvement. I'm doing it to depose a doctor or to prepare to write a letter to my doctor or whatever it might be in course of litigation. But when have you Googled symptoms and have you found it to be accurate? I would like to hear uh, if your experience, 314-436-7900, call or text. Uh, and one of the reasons why I would like to hear this is uh, my my wife loves to make fun of me because when I get sick, okay, it's, I'm on death's doorstep. She calls it a man cold. And, you know, women, they can, they could have 17 different diseases. They can have their arms falling off and they're, you know, they're, they just shrug it off. No big deal. But if a guy gets sick now, listen, it's deathly. Okay. So I will tell you, I've, I've Googled symptoms before and the range of things that you come up with is just truly astounding. <laughs> and uh, and you never know. I mean, Dr. Farah gave a great example. If you have a headache, it could be something as benign as stress. It could be perhaps uh, high blood pressure, or you could have a brain tumor. So it could be all of those things. And, and that's why you certainly need to go see your medical professional. But, but have you ever Googled a condition and got it right, or maybe you Googled it and got it wrong. I'd certainly love to hear about it because, uh, because again, when my wife makes fun of me for having a man cold, uh, th- there was a there was times that I've Googled stuff to try to throw out some big you know terminology like uh, you know I've got South African focal encephalitis. Leave me alone, please. Um, and then you know she doesn't doesn't believe me. <laughs> but you know, you could do that. And of course, if I had that condition, I would probably be probably be dead, which from a guy's perspective is the same thing as having a cold. Okay. Let's just be honest. That's why I am. I've always said that's why God designed women to have children, not men, because if men had kids, there would new be no one after either Cain or Abel. That would be it. There'd be nobody else 
because Adam would have said, nah, I'm not doing that again. Nope, never gonna happen. So that's that's why it's good that uh, that women have kids and not men because uh, we'd be in a world of hurt if it were the other way around. Speaking of a world of hurt, how's that for a transition? The McCloskeys, you know, they're, they're in the news again this week. I love these guys. You know, I just do because for the last year or so, They've just been like, uh, you know, human lightning rods uh, as far as uh, uh, getting negative attention. And they've fought the good fight when it comes to their prosecution. And I know that Ryan talked a little bit about this last night because uh, I was listening. But uh, uh, but I want to talk a little bit more about the McCloskeys because they are asking the judge in their case to send this back to the grand jury. Now, let me give you a quick recap. You remember that they, the McCloskeys, uh, uh, both Mark and Patricia, challenged whether Kim Gardner had a conflict of interest. And they were both successful in getting Kim Gardner kicked off of both of their cases. And she appealed it, and the appellate courts all ruled in favor of the McCloskeys. So now the case got pulled from Kim Gardner. It's been turned over to a former U.S. attorney, Richard Callahan, who was appointed as a special prosecutor. So now what's happened is the McCloskeys are asking the judge to send this back to the grand jury. Now, that's not something that happens very often. It's very rare. I should have asked uh, Neil Bruntranger earlier about whether uh, uh, he's ever had that happen. Because it's not something that happens with any regularity. You get one bite at the grand jury apple. But in this instance, the McCloskeys are asking for a second bite at the apple because of the way Kim Gardner handled the grand jury uh, presenting this evidence to the grand jury. So I'm going to be watching this very closely because, to me, if if the judge grants this motion, if the judge grants the motion— that tells you a little bit about how the judge thinks about the uh, the uh, the legitimacy of this case. I think it's just blatantly a political prosecution. Uh, Missouri, you have the right to defend your property. No one was shot. The guns weren't discharged. Uh, I think it's a mockery of justice to charge these folks with this criminal activity. So I think they're making the right call. And the other call that's going to happen here is Mark McCloskey is considering running for the U.S. Senate in Missouri. Uh, can that be any more of a circus after what we've been through with Eric Greitens and the iPhone and the hairdresser? And uh, we, we don't need more silliness. And so I'm hoping he chooses not to run. But I do hope that the case goes back to the grand jury because I don't think this case should ever have been brought in the first place. Hey, it's been a fast hour. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. We'll be back right after this break on Camo X. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.